And it really falls directly into the fiduciary model in the country that if I'm going to really serve that person's best interest, then the entire process I'm taking them through must be in their best interest, not just the products or solutions that I'm bringing to the table. Welcome to the Emerging Advisor Podcast. We deliver advisors' proven strategies to maximize time, profit, and freedom. Welcome to this episode of the Emerging Advisor Podcast. This is Scott Dugan, and I'm joined with a very special guest today, Mr. Bill Johnson, uh, Windows of Opportunity Coaching. Bill and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I was going through my archives. He and I did our first interview December 3rd, 2010. Uh, so it's hard to believe it's been that long ago. So uh, very excited to have Bill on here and really to talk about what advisors are facing uh, you know, in the, in the midst of this pandemic and with a lot of things that were traditionally work to grow your business aren't seeming to pan out. I thought it'd be great to have Bill on to hear his wise words, because uh, this is not his first rodeo, and uh, he's seen a lot. So, Bill, glad to have you on the podcast. How are you? Doing fine. Wonderful to be here. A beautiful, cold day around the country, and I've just finished my iced tea with lunch here, so I thought I'd uh, push for spring. So. There you go. There you go. I had a nice coffee to, to key me up for this, so we should be well caffeinated. <laughs> so, Bill, I kind of tell the, the listeners... Years ago, this is back in 2009, 2010, uh, very fortunate. I actually it was a consultant for a very large uh, field marketing organization. I uh, did a lot of coaching, handled a lot of their external uh, vendor relationships, uh, ran their mastermind group. Uh, but it gave me a chance to meet and get to know a lot of the the top minds in the world of, let's say, coaching or practice management. And Bill, at that time, had worked with quite a few of the top producers at FMO. Uh, he and I got to know each other. And when I decided it was time to go back out into you know, personal practice, I had my choice of who I wanted to emulate or learn from to make sure that I built the practice that was right for me. And so very fortunate I talked to Bill and started working with Bill back, say, back in 2011-ish, I think it was. And uh, we've been chatting on the phone off and on ever since. So I appreciate uh, all that you've done so far, Bill. And uh, it's been a great ride. It's hard to believe it's been, been that long. Yeah, and it started even several years prior to that. So it's uh, yeah, it, wonderful to catch up with you every month or two and see how progress is down in Kansas City and around the country from all the people you're connected to. So. Sure. And for those who don't know it, Bill, if you just give a little kind of insight of kind of your background and how you've managed to go from successful, you know, advisor, producer, uh, to successful coach for many, many years. So I'd, everybody would love to hear kind of the background of how, how we got here. Sure. Well, I was recruited right out of college to a major New York City mutual insurance carrier. And after about a year, I said, I really need to go independent and you know find great solutions around the country for my clients rather than having one company that uh, basically would tell me what, what was in the best interest of the clients. So I went independent and I built a practice, started out uh, 
with people telling me that uh, if you're 20 some years old, you've got to deal with 20 some year old people. And I said, well, they don't have any money. So I'm going to try to target 50, 60, 70 year old people that have the wealth. And I started doing uh, newspaper, radio, television, public events, uh, really heavy on the marketing side, heavy on the tax side, and built a successful wealth advisory company. And 20 years later, sold it to my two junior associates I'd developed and at that point said, what do I want to do when I grow up? So it was uh, looking back at the industry and saying, I think I have something I can give back because I see a lot of mistakes being made on the marketing side and the selling side in the financial services industry. So I started started doing consulting and uh, we really attracted high caliber advisors around the country that were looking to take it to the next level. And all of our business came from referrals, either from those clients referring their colleagues or from the insurance wholesalers or companies that they were associated with. So we, we built a very large, successful consulting practice and ended up touching you know many of the top advisors in multiple wholesalers around the United States and uh, brought us to you in probably around 2006, 7, 8, uh, some of the advisors that you were connected to. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's taken off from there. You know, the last several years, we've really fine-tuned it. If you want to call it 2.0, we've really tightened up and developed a process we call Logic Track, which, in essence, if you look at the industry and say, is there really a silver bullet or a holy grail out there? Uh, Most likely not, but if you could get as close as possible to that, that's the goal that we had. So we, we looked at the way the brain functions and makes financial decisions. And we said, if people are not coming to an event or they're not agreeing to meet with the advisor or they're not agreeing to move forward and become a client, where's the breakdown? Where's the disconnect? And when we identify it's emotion and misconceptions and missing facts, opinions that aren't valid, we have to look at that model and say, is that really in the best interest of the prospect or the person? You know, And how do we truly serve that person if they're judging us or our process or our solutions based on misconceptions and emotion. Um, So we really developed a way inside of marketing outreach, whether it's website content, speaking venues, events, sales process, to help a consumer recognize that that's actually happening to me. So if my brain keeps defaulting to the status quo, stay where I am, stay at the status quo, and it's basing that decision on misconceptions or emotion, you know, then we have to really ask, am I making the right decisions? Am I making sound decisions? And that's where we changed up the coaching and the consulting side to say that's the core root problem in this industry. If we help people identify that that's happening to them, now they can hire the advisor to move forward and solve for that. So instead of being the annuity, money management, life insurance, the products that advisors are trying to convince people to buy, it's the process we're using to make those decisions. And it really falls directly into the fiduciary model in the country that if I'm going to really serve that person's best interest, then the entire process I'm taking them through must be in their best interest, not just the products or solutions that I'm bringing to the table. And that kind of revolutionized our coaching process because we saw much higher caliber attendees to events. We saw very high appointment ratios, very high closing ratios. And now the advisor was actually getting the client relationship or engagement to the client relationship before they developed deeper discovery planning and solutions. So it 
so the client is basically hiring the advisor to go through that process as opposed to finally determining that I want to buy those particular products or invest the money in that fashion. Uh, and that's where we really saw you know, acceleration over the last six, seven, eight years in uh, the success around the country uh, with our clientele. Long answer, but uh, I thought that would help clarify it. But, but it, that's, it needed to be thorough to explain the scenario. And, and I will be the <clears throat> first to admit, be candid about I was <clears throat> thick-headed in the beginning when even though I had known you, I had been exposed to your your material for a couple of years before I went out and tried to put it into practice, you know, out in the real world. And there was a time that a light bulb went off and I finally realized just what you were saying is that it's it's not the planning process that we walk people through. And, and this is what I, I see this a lot. Everybody has a fancy diagram that basically talks about the five key areas or six areas of planning. Everybody has that. Everybody talks about that's their value proposition is, oh, look, we're going to take you through this, this process. And I, we have the same process, but that's not what we are presenting. We are presenting just what Bill talked about is what needs to happen before that. We need to identify how have people made decisions in the past, and is that maybe process broken or have, have issues with it, like you said, misunderstandings or misconceptions. And that was huge for us. Uh, I can tell you that we ACAT dollars on our after our second visit, which is our evaluation process, which is uh, you know going through the diagnostics, but I don't I don't present options, money management, annuities, life insurance, tax planning. None of that is decided upon until after the money gets here or it's on its way. So your coaching has allowed me and my our our advi- associate advisors we move money bef- before making recommendations and it's because right. we follow yep. what you have to say sure and that's one of the three we have three different closes that can be used one is simple engagement where we have an engagement letter that the the prospect is basically signing an engagement letter to hire you to complete deeper discovery analysis planning and solution development so now we in essence have a client relationship The second one is ACAT transferring assets. Most advisors we work with are doing that. Some after the discovery meeting, most of them after the analysis meeting. So they've now done the analysis, found the problems, and now the uh, ACAT transfer of the assets. The client is now working with you to dig deeper and do the planning and uh, determining what the right solutions are uh, to put those dollars uh, to work for them. Um, so we've seen that those, uh, the third one, excuse me, is the some CFPs and some advisors charge a planning fee. So they're, they have a new client relationship. They're charging a fee to do deeper financial planning work, analysis work, uh, and then uh, goal being, obviously, if it's in their best interest, they're getting the assets as well after that. Uh, the light bulb really came on for me years ago when I read a behavioral science article, and it talked about that not only do we is our brain full of all of this, you know, misinformation and misconceptions and opinions that aren't valid, but it said the problem is the brain safety mechanism 
actually reaches out and grabs all that stuff and reinforces it. So even though it, it's maybe full of bad information or misinformation, it's going to constantly grab that information and try to comfort itself that it's doing the right thing, stay the course, everything's okay. You know, and obviously, if I'm going to serve that person's best interest, if everything is okay, then that's my job to tell them that. But if there's clearly misconceptions, you know, they would want to clear those up. If there's an opinion built in there that's not valid, they would want to know that. And that's what really brings them back to that logic process is, yes, I want to know if there's a motion or misconception or a missing fact or a lack of planning that's built into the way I've been arriving at financial decisions. So, uh, the interesting thing we've noticed is that the sharper someone is, the more process-trained or driven they are, then the easier they understand that that's actually happening to them. And a lot of advisors will say, I struggle with engineers, I struggle with type A individuals, I struggle with real high net worth, and we found that that's become the easiest person to work with because they clearly recognize process and when it's broken or missing in their own lives. So, And that's really taken off from the the marketing and sales process and turned into the ignition for client referrals and professional referrals. So we see a, a skyrocket in client referrals and professional referrals because now the clients and the professionals clearly understand what makes your wealth advisory practice different and unique and beneficial as opposed to some of the other ones they may be aware of. So so it's really excited the you know, that side of someone's practice, especially if we look at the, you know, the marketing issues in the last year or so and the frustration along those lines. It's wonderful if we can see a dramatic growth in client referrals and professional referrals coming into our practice. And and I would echo that, you know, because, you know, we just went through, you know, 2020 was in my 21 years, going on 21 years in, in this business, was definitely the most unique uh, and I, a lot of the advisors that, you know, we work with at Merging Advisor, Retirement Elevated, you know, we've been brought up to build our businesses by opening our checkbooks and writing checks for marketing. And not sure there's anything wrong with that, but that's great until there's no venues to do marketing at. <laughs> there's nothing to promote. And if you look back and, and a lot of big brokerage houses, captive insurance agencies, uh, they're all about teaching their advisors or agents, you know, to beat the bushes, build relationships, get referrals. Now we all know that 90 plus percent of everyone that comes into this business washes out. And I think that's a big part of it because they, they don't know how to generate a consistent stream of prospective clients of good fit prospects. And one of the things that you've been working with us on is not only what, do we, what we're calling spread the word, which is you know getting on our communication and marketing lists, uh, coming to virtual events, um, but really focused on expanding our professional relationships. And, you know, we're fortunate that we've got a few of these forged that now, I'll give you an example that we've got an estate plan attorney. We have a process where they close, sign documents with a person or a couple, and they go through a process to find out if they're open to speaking to a financial advisor or planner. And if they say yes, the attorney actually dials our office 
talks to Katie at the front and schedules an appointment with them. And then our whole process starts from that point. So we are very focused on building that out. And I know that's one thing you, you're you working with a lot of your coaching clients. Is that something you've seen become more of a focus for a lot of advisors out there is how to be be more self-sufficient and have professional relationships? Yes, and, and that's the area where we basically show them they have untapped resources. Because even if they don't have a connection to a professional, we're going to show them how to find that person or find it through your clientele or through one professional you already have. It opens the door to the other one. And then we go in and use what we call checklist tools and educational tools inside those professionals' firms. So in essence, we're showing a professional how to run their business better But by using those educational outreach or checklist tools, they end up finding problems that need to be directed to your firm to fix. The analogy I always use is if you're in a marketplace, imagine that you've got 25 optometrists that are putting contact lenses and eyeglasses on people. And in the back room, they have a eye scanner that checks to see if you have a tear in your retina or some other problem going on in the eye. And if you do, they immediately call over to the eye surgeon's office, and they even set up the appointment and direct you over there. Uh, So that's all we're really doing is we're looking at CPAs, attorneys, property and casualty agencies, charity organizations, realtors. We're empowering another professional that already controls a large block of your target clients to find problems and direct them over to you to solve it. And when we look at, for example, a mail piece going out, if a mail piece goes to 10,000 people who are all correctly targeted, they've got money, and only 20, 30, 40 of them are responding to you, well, then the other 9,000 and some people that have wealth, they assume everything's okay. Their brain told them, nope, everything's in good order. I've got a CPA attorney and wealth advisor, and things are fine. You know, So we're having to go in there and say, well, those other 9,000 people that have a CPA, an attorney, charity connection, an organization, that's how we're going to tap in and find a large block of those other you know, clients rather than spending a fortune on the marketing outreach. So we're really empowering somebody that already has a client relationship with that person or a organization or donor style relationship with that person to identify, target if there's a problem or issue and help direct it you know, to you for either an educational outreach or a discovery style meeting. In the last year or so, we saw some of our clients, 70, 80% uh, referrals coming into their practice. So very strong growth on that side. And I don't know if you and I talked about this recently, Scott, but we saw multiple million dollar plus target life cases go through over the last several months. And they were from professionals, you know, CPAs or attorney finding the problem of the client and referring them over. The one humorous one was one of the CPAs that we empowered happened to be worth $15 million and ended up doing a $1.4 million uh, target life premium case on his wife and put it in a irrevocable life insurance trust to avoid the future income tax and possibly federal estate tax issues. So so he's he's open to to uh, introducing his client relationships, but he just happened to be a very wealthy person that saw handwriting on the wall for higher income tax rates in the future. So it helps to go after professionals because they not only introduce you to their clients, but they may be quite well off themselves. So Sure. Hey, before we continue with the show, let me tell you about the podcasting specialists at Third Wheel Media. As the sponsor of this show, we'd love to help you start your own podcast to better serve your clients. Build trust with prospects 
and strengthen your credibility as an expert in your field. We take all the work out of creating, editing, publishing, and marketing your podcast so you can focus on your business. Since you're an Emerging Advisor listener, we'll give you 10% off your first three months if you mention this show. Schedule your complimentary consultation by visiting talkwithwalt.com. That's talkwithwalt.com. Now, back to the show. You know, that whole idea of having other people, and I can tell you when working with our state planning attorney, uh, just the credibility, and this is the most recent example of, you know, the power of having an introduction, and whether it's from a client or, you know, from an estate plan attorney, I can tell you in 12 months uh, of referrals from the estate plan attorney, everyone that was a good fit and was good for us uh, became a client. Very low resistance. Um, we have our spread the word program, which is for our clients, which they, you know, send podcasts and emails and invite people to listen to our material. Great client. Uh, very, very sharp, very technical person. Um, they become a good uh, referral source, but I see something get scheduled on my calendar. It's a phone call and it's a, it's a referral. It's the cousin of, of Dennis and Lorna. So I give him a call. He's a medical professional. He's driving to the hospital now. Um, he's going to work a 12 hour shift and never met this person. I said, you know, so what's, uh, tell me what's going on. How can I help you? He goes, well, I, I've worked for this company. Um, I'm as a contractor. I'm now going to be an employee of the hospital. I don't want to roll my 401k over to the hospital, so I need to get it out of there. Uh, I talked to Dennis, and he said, you're the guy. He explained what you do. So you know, we, I just want to talk to you about that. And so, so I explained a few things. And he goes, okay. He goes, well, I'm ready. I said, okay. He goes, yeah, just tell me whatever you need to do so we can get it over, you know, get it over there to you. And this is 12 minutes into the right. conversation. And it yep. was a $662,000 rollover done while he's cruising down the highway going to work. But my client had done all the work and explained how we work. So I can tell you, if you can get into that world of you know professionals referring, clients referring, and continue to do the marketing that works, that makes life a lot easier. You know, from a business owner perspective, and that's what allowed us to have our best asset gathering year and profitability year was last year in the midst right. of a pandemic. So it, yeah. it can be done. Well, and the other thing that we look at is that we're in essence doing something that has no scare tactic, no bad mouthing, no misconceptions being laid out there, no wedges that sometimes are not in the best interest of the you know the the client or the prospects. Uh, we're taking the high road, you know, and we're doing what's in essence right for that client, their heirs, you know, their personal situation. Funny story, since you mentioned the connection from the attorney, I had a, a client in uh, Michigan that told me, he said, we empowered the attorney. Uh, the attorney sent the very first client over. It was a two and a half million dollar architect. He said the architect walked into the first meeting, had a stack about three inches deep of all of his financial information, set it down on the desk, and he said, 
He said, my attorney tells me you're a genius. I'm excited to work with you. What do we need to do next? <laughs> you know, and, and advisors just can't fathom that that happens a lot, You know, that they, they get it. I've been working with this other professional for 20 years, and we've identified a problem. And he said, I need to meet with you to talk about how to fix it. So, yeah. so it's a whole different world than the you know, struggling to build a relationship at an event level or first meeting with someone that you've not met before. It's a, it's a whole and, – and it takes – effort and it takes time it's not uh, it, it like most people if they let's say do a dinner seminar they know they do a dinner seminar they present they close business and then just start that cycle over you know some of these things take a little time but they pay off dividends time and time again and so i would definitely encourage you if you know, you're listening to the podcast you definitely need to figure out a way to work with other professionals that have prospects that are perfect for us as well. Uh, obviously, Bill has built a reputation in the industry of having excellent processes and marketing pieces and concepts to be able to do those things. I think part of our our chat today and part of when we do these podcasts, yes, Emerging Advisor, Sean Lee and I own this. We're advisors. We have a marketing program. We have retirement elevated. We have tax classes. We rerun campaigns and we have great content. But this podcast is about how do we all get better. And I don't shy away from bringing other professionals uh, onto the podcast that can help all of us get better. So that's why I wanted to have Bill on here. You know, this podcast goes out to a lot of advisors. And I hope and I encourage if what you are listening to either makes sense or some of these things go, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing that or that would be great if I could go down that path and and have a process to follow to build my business in this way. And, you know, Bill, you and I come, went back and forth and we talked about we wanted to add value to the call, which I think we've done. Um, but there's going to be some people out there that have some questions uh, that want to know a little bit more about you know what you do and how you help advisors, and so I know you've you've put together so, some ideas for that, and I thought let's just cover those, and so you definitely want to sure. pay attention and uh, the listeners out there and listen to what Bill has to say and kind of really hear what you could do to take action on what we've talked about today. Sure, and I will add a couple of things to your mention about taking some time to develop those kind of relationships. Number one. I actually do the phone conferences, so we want the advisors to know when they're working with us, I'm actually helping them identify the right caliber professional or organization relationship, and I'm actually involved with them in that phone conference doing an empowerment call. And the second issue is on the timing issues. Um, many times we've seen 30 to 45 days, we've actually seen webinars or live events done with professionals, so it can happen quite quickly where maybe we empower a CPA firm, they've introduced us to a commercial realtor or a PNC shop or a charity that they're aware of, and emailing, blasting our invitation through their clientele, they're doing that. We have no cost or expense, and we are seeing events sometimes 30, 45 days out. Obviously, CPAs in the middle of tax season takes a little bit longer sometimes, but, uh, but it can happen quite quickly, especially if the advisor already has a solid connection to another professional. But what I wanted to share is that I'm happy to take maybe a 15-minute, what I would call a discovery call with anyone that wants to dig deeper into what we're doing. Um, and I said I would, in that first few minutes, I'd be glad to help 
that advisor quickly identify what I would call unknown or untapped resources. You know, some sort of professional organizational connection you may have, even if you've not worked with them, show you ways that you might be able to open that door and move that forward and get traction with it. Um, The second thing I'd be happy to do is give you some real fast, quick input on any major concern or issue you have in your practice. doesn't matter what it is. If it's laying on your desk and it's frustrating you, you know, I've got years of experience to be able, able to give you two or three ways of moving forward and attacking that problem. And then the final thing I'll share with you are what I believe is going to happen the next two or three years. I've got a pretty good crystal ball of where the country's going. And in the 80s, I saw, you know, people scrambling for tax shelters and buying ostriches and offshore trusts and oil wells that weren't producing just to throw away money and get a tax deduction. Well, now they're going to be looking for things that are legitimate. They stand up to IRS scrutiny, and the wealth advisory practice has multiple tools that can solve for those problems. So, so I'll uh, be happy to share what I believe is going to happen in the next two or three years in the, the economy, the markets, the government, taxation issues, and where you really need to be to position yourself to, to capitalize on that. Uh, and the bottom line is it's always coming back to are we truly serving another human being? Are we doing what's right for the public? And if we do that and we empower our clients and professionals, they will beat a path to our door. You'll be richly rewarded for it. So happy to help uh, any of you. It's not a sales pitch for what we do. It'll just hopefully give you some clarity on things you might need to do in your own practice and you know, learn more about uh, you know what we bring to the table to help with those things. Well, Bill, I greatly appreciate that. And obviously in the podcast notes, uh, we're going to put Bill's phone number, uh, also the website, um, and any contact information so they can reach out and uh, take advantage of that 15-minute discovery call with you uh, to try to help help them get better, which that's what this is all about. Uh, you know, the I love the – obviously, you, you have our big promoter, the Blue Ocean Strategy, Bill, and I am as, I, I am as well, and I think it's a – it's a big world out there. It's a world of abundance. And I think there's more than enough for all of us. And I think we can all learn a little bit from each other. So again, I appreciate your time uh, today. Uh, look forward to continuing our conversations in the future. And uh, I'm look, also looking forward to spring and getting out of this cold weather. <laughs> happy to be here today and happy to help anybody that's uh, looking to really take off with their practice. On that website, we've got a lot of those endorsees on there, and they're probably people you recognize all over the country. So, you know, I'm sure some of those are, are willing to even talk to, to somebody if they need to, need additional help and support. So, Absolutely. Well, sounds good. Well, again, Bill, thank you so much for your time. And as the listeners out there, appreciate taking time out to uh, try to learn more about how to grow your practice and really make sure that you can maximize profit, time, and freedom uh, in your practice. And we look forward to our next podcast. Have a great day. Take care. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.